Hello and welcome to another episode of the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching. Are you feeling unsatisfied with your life? Are you feeling lost, disconnected? Maybe you're overwhelmed. If this is you, you're not alone, sister. We're here to bring you a sacred space for getting grounded into health and wellness the easy way. Through this podcast, as well as my Life on Purpose signature program, I'm here to support you in discovering and connecting to your life purpose to help you unleash your passion for life. Because when we're connected to our purpose, everything is easier. I have an incredible guest with me today. Karen Doran and Karen is a mom of four and a nurse and she's all about making things easy. Hey, Karen, how are you doing? I'm good, Laura. Thanks for having me. Gosh, you're welcome. I'm going to do a little introduction for you there. So Karen is a certified mastery and transformational health coach, and she is incredibly passionate about working with moms who work in healthcare who are struggling with exhaustion and overwhelm. She helps them effortlessly redesign their life to create abundant energy, health, and purpose. Ooh, my favorite. She deeply believes that our families, our community, and the healthcare system is desperate for women who are truly empowered to live their lives to the fullest. Women who are supported to confidently pursue their passions in a way that is joyful and sustainable. Her mission is to help make this possible for herself and for you too. Welcome, Karen. It is so, so good to have you here today. Can you uh, tell us a little bit more about you? Yes, thank you. Thanks for that great intro, too. Um, yeah, so I'm really glad to be with you today. Um, like you said, I am a nurse. I am a mom of four. We just had our fourth baby. She is two and a half months old. So I'm like in the postpartum phase where, you know, if you ever had children, you anything you can make easier in that phase is what you're going to do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, yep. So, and I have a 12 year old boy, a 10 year old boy, and a nine year old girl. And um, I work full time at the hospital um, in medical oncology nursing. And I have, um, I was homeschooling our kids this year too. And um, I'm after my maternity leave, I'm going to be going to an education position at the hospital, which is exciting for me. So I'm shifting it up a little bit, kind of in response to just, you know, different season of life and needing to um, pursue those passions and do it in a way that's sustainable for my family. So I'm really excited about that shift. Um, what got me into coaching was really my own health journey. Um, just realizing that there weren't a lot of resources and support for women um, and especially women in healthcare because we have different needs as far as, you know, just personalized wellness plans. Um, you know, it's not really feasible for us to do an exercise program maybe five days a week for an hour if we're working 14 hours for three of those days. Oh, that's, in, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, lifting 200 pound patients um, and getting 10,000 steps in one work day. I mean, I mm. think that's sufficient workout for the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think so. Well, I just want to pause and say, you're my hero. I, I don't know how a person can have four children, hold homeschool them, work in healthcare, no less. And we know that women in healthcare can burn out so easily. And, you know, let's not talk about that workout. It sounds like you get one every day, right? Yes. Yes. And Absolutely. and that's one of those shifts that I started to make when I realized that, you know, you have to look at wellness for your season in life. 
And you have to look at wellness for what's doable for you and what's not going to bring stress into your life, what's going to take it away. Perfect. And so, yeah. And so, you know, when I was looking at, okay, I need to increase my activity level. um, Once I started giving myself the grace and saying my work days, that's a big deal. That's a lot. And I don't need to do anything extra on those days, right? That is like honoring that work that I was doing. Um, that made a huge shift for me and saying that, you know, these workout plans or even nutrition plans um, might work for somebody in different situation of their life. But for me, I need to figure out what is going to, how do I personalize it? Um, and I realized there's not a lot of resources for people in a similar position as me. And so it just kind of became a, it became a passion for my own life. Um, and then I started to share that. Um, started a blog just to kind of get my thoughts out there. And then I realized like, you know, that I want to have more training to really walk people through this process. Um, And I went into coaching. Yeah. Yeah. So the self-care, you don't want to make your life harder by adding more self-care. Right. What an honoring process. And for women in particular, because, you know, we can do it all. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean we have to do it all right. Okay. But but we can. (laughs) Right. And we're really good at taking a lot on, you know, and, and um, seeing something that needs maybe in more attention and just doing it. Um, but what happens then is, you know, we do burn out. Um, and I've I experienced that in my work as well. Um, you know, burnout and exhaustion. And in my own health journey, there are times where I was, I mean, I was really dealing with chronic fatigue, depression, anxiety, and even then chronic pain started on top of it just because of that kind of constant chronic stress that I had put myself under. Um, and then looking for resources for that, you know, it took a while to verbalize what you're, what you are feeling as a woman, because so often we, uh, you know, we, we don't, it's hard to admit like, yeah, I'm really tired and it's, it's okay. Like, we just think, well, I'm tired because I'm a mom and I've got all this stuff going on. And, but like, maybe we don't have to be tired. <laughs> like maybe we can live, you know, maybe we can live a life where we have rest, you know, and we feel energized. Like maybe that's a reality for that can, we can achieve. Oh, I absolutely believe that that's possible. And I'd exactly. back up just a second there because you were, uh, talking about some warning signs and symptoms of impending burnout and doom and and the big crash, right? right. Like, (laughs) you know, and as a nurse, I'm going to ask, tell me a little bit more about what should women in general look for? You know, we're busy moms, you know, I myself run three businesses. Okay. And I am a licensed massage practitioner. So I'm also, you know, dealing with people who are in really severe chronic pain. I'm a specialist and and all that. Right. And so, and I know Mm -hmm. what burnout feels like for me, but what might be some of the warning signs and symptoms that we're kind of headed for burnout and we may need to make a shift? Yeah, great question. Um, I think first and foremost, starting to build that awareness of just even questioning what could be the burning, the warning signs for me um, is huge. You know, just starting to even get that awareness of like, how, how am I feeling? What am I doing? You know? Um, and often some of those brain signs are burning signs. <laughs> well, I mean, you're kind of feeling burnt out, right? Sure. <laughs> um, I think exhaustion is a huge one. Exhaustion, you know, yeah. where you're just tired about everything, you know, and 
everything seems like it's going to be extra work. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And when you're like, Oh, I could take my kids to the library, but that is a lot of work. Everything just seems like extra work. Um, because they're just so tired. Um, and if you wanted to, you know, if you could, you would, you know, sleep a lot because you're probably sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Um, signs of burnout also can be sometimes not sleeping well because you are so worried about maybe what you are, what's one of the things that may be causing the burnout. So for nurses, what we see a lot when we're getting close to burnout, and there's been a lot of discussion about that recently, which is so good, so good, um, mm. is, you know, when you're, you're not looking forward to the next day, you know, when you can't sleep before your next work shift. Mm because you're just worried about it or you don't want to go to it or you just that that the stress you know you're going to experience at that work shift is just so much that you're not sleeping well yeah um disconnection is another one Mm -hmm. um, where you just feel kind of disconnected to the work that you're doing or to just things in general you just feel kind of disconnected um and a feeling of futility, mm. which I think is really prominent in work in, in healthcare where you're just oh, yeah. like, you just kind of are like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm doing the same thing every day. Things aren't changing. Um, or, you know, I could, yeah, just that feeling of, are, am I making a difference anymore? Oh, absolutely. I totally get that. It's when Mm -hmm. when we deal with people who are not at their finest and that's what we do in healthcare, right? Because people come to us because things are not okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and we keep seeing them over and over and over. And it's kind of like, well, if you just drank a little more water or got a little movement, you wouldn't have landed here today, you know? (laughs) And I hate to judge any of my patients that come in, you know, but it's sort of like, well, you were here, you know, five other times and you've come with the same problem, but you're not following you know, the, any of the suggested recommendations. And it can get frustrating when our patients and our clients don't try our suggestions. You know, they don't even try and they just want you to fix them. And, and mm-hmm. I, I get that those kinds of situations, and there's many, many more like them, will, will lead to that feeling of it's all just futile, right? Why do I even try? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's all part of that, you know, not getting enough sleep and being exhausted. And then, you know, here's one more person, you know, and if they just cut out, you know, the bowl of ice cream at night, they wouldn't be in here for type two diabetes. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I totally get it. What else might we be looking for in that burnout warning sign zone? Yeah. um, One symptom that I see often and I've seen in my own life is, um, where you, you, your emotions aren't as regulated. And so you respond to things much differently, um, than you expect. And it kind of surprises you, (laughs) you know, like, I mean, I can specifically think of some situations where at my work, where all of a sudden someone said something at work, um, and I was just all of a sudden crying. (laughs) <laughs> like oh. full on crying, like in the break room, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and you're thinking to yourself, what is going on? Like, yeah. what is going on? Why is this happening? And, and when you look at it, um, physiologically, 
your body is under this kind of constant state of stress. It's in this constant fight or flight mode for so long. And it needs to try to figure out how to regulate that, how to get like get back to a, a neutral zone or how to deal with that constant stress that your body is under. And sometimes it just is like, well, we're going to do something that's cathartic. Let's cry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, know that, or let's you, yell. <laughs> <laughs> then, so the body is always trying to maintain homeostasis, meaning yeah. a sense of balance and normalcy. And, yeah. and it's sort of like, if there's a lot of stuff going on and we just keep stuffing it down, it will come out in some way in either exactly. binge eating or inappropriate comments, which <laughs> I know mm-hmm. I'm reaching burnout when I'm, when I'm like, what the hell was that? <laughs> right. I know. What the hell do you mean by that? You right. <laughs> You're like, okay, maybe some time for a little <laughs> scale back a bit. I need some time for myself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, are Are there yeah. any other things, people? I mean, I love that you talked about the moods, right? And the and then all of a sudden you have this crying jag. And I myself, when I'm feeling really worn down, um, it's kind of a scary, helpless place for me to be. And I can mm-hmm. from that place, I tend to get because there's fear, I tend to get angry. <laughs> yeah. So you get these little anger outbursts, you know, and it's that, yeah. that body trying to re- return to homeostasis. I totally get mm-hmm. it. And so I guess the follow-up question there was, you want to add any, any more to the symptom kind of what to look for stuff? Yeah. I mean, I think those are some big ones. Yeah. Um, and I think once we start to build awareness of kind of our own patterns, that we might find little ones that are unique to us um, that I think, you know, is good. Once we start to build that awareness, I think that's huge. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself is start to just pay attention mm-hmm. out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know, like, let's say we have that outburst and you're like, instead of saying, man, I can't believe I did that and getting down on yourself, asking yourself, I wonder, I wonder why I did that. That's curious. Let's mm. figure out what, what that's trying to tell me. I love um, that. I think if you yeah. judge um, what you do that way with those outbursts, you just make it worse. You're compounding. Like you feel bad that you did it and then you judge yourself. So you feel even worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. I, don't, yeah. I don't think that's really helpful. No. And I think, you know, another, as we're talking, another symptom, I think of burnout is avoidance. Mm. Really trying to like avoid what you what may be causing you the burnout or that you're burnt out from doing like when you're like, I need to, let's say, you know, you're a business owner and you need to write some blog posts and you do anything else you can instead of the blog post, <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, um, or in healthcare. Um, and I've, I've talked to some of my colleagues about this where they're like, I think I'm going to apply for a different position. You know, I'm going to apply for a new job. I'm going to apply for something else. And when you talk to them about the reasons why, sometimes it's it's good. You know, like okay, well, I've just I I know that I need a different schedule, or I need a different something, or I need this. Often, though, if, if they're feeling really burnt out, they just kind of want to run away. Yeah. Um. But unless you deal with that stress and the burnout, you're not. You're just going to move it to another location. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cause there's no perfect, there's no job that doesn't have stress. Mm-hmm. It's just the reality of, of human life. Unfortunately, is that we're yes. going to encounter stress. So we have to learn how to um, make small shifts so that we can kind of help our body deal with that. So we don't reach that for now. 
Absolutely. That's a beautiful segue. So we see, you know, what are all the warning signs and symptoms leading up to burnout, which of course is going to cause serious health conditions. Mm -hmm, So when we start making those small shifts, when we step into awareness, that's kind of the first step in, okay, I'm aware that something's going on with me. Look, I'm not feeling good and I'm feeling sort of burned out. Um, Then we get this awareness and then it's sort of like, okay, now what do I do? So to begin making Mm -hmm. small shifts, when you work with your private coaching clients, where do you start with them to, to take that awareness into shifting it into something that's going to reverse that burnout trajectory? Right. Yeah. So we focus on habit changes and we start as small as physically possible (laughs) with a habit change, (laughs) you know? So, I mean, like you'd mentioned drinking water mm-hmm. earlier that honestly, I mean, that is always a great place to start. Um, it, because most people know they're supposed to drink more water. I mean, we yeah. kind of all know that whether we do it well or not. I mean, I think you know, none of us do it as well as we should. <laughs> um, but you know, just taking something simple like that and, and saying, okay, how much do you drink? Can you just drink one more glass at breakfast or have a glass of water before you have your coffee in the morning and do that for a week. And then we'll check in. Um, just, or what time do you go to bed at night? Can you push that back and just try to be in bed consistently by 10 PM or let's say they go to bed at midnight. Can you try by 1145? Mm. Um, because when you build on the hat, you start with a small habit and then you're going to build on it. Once you've, made that habit. Um, and I really believe that doing a small positive change for seven days or a month consistently, that's going to do so much more for you than making 20 huge changes and not doing them for three days and then stopping. (laughs) Boy, that sounds familiar. I'm going to change everything right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you're miserable. I know I'm in healthcare. I'm supposed to fix this. What do you mean? I know. know. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's this, when I was kind of in my own health journey, trying to figure out how to feel better. I remember I did consult with a naturopath because conventional medicine wasn't really giving me any options as far as just diet and nutrition. And I was like, there's gotta be other stuff going on. Like I can't just I, I go to the doctor and they tell me, well, you're, you're pretty healthy. You know, there's nothing to worry about because I'm younger. I'm in, I'm in healthcare. So they think, well, she knows what she's going, she's doing. Her labs look fine. Everything looks fine on paper, but I felt miserable. Right. So I'm like, there's, I'm not pretty healthy. There's something else going on. So I went to a naturopath and just got a consult and she's like, well, I really feel like giving up dairy is going to really help you. But I can tell that you cannot do that right now. So we're not even going to talk about it. (laughs) Wow. And I so appreciate that from her because um, one, that was the first time I'd really even heard about giving up different types of food groups that could be affecting you. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was totally new information to me. And honestly, I love cheese. Like it is a comfort food. It's a comfort food. So the thought of giving up dairy was when she said that I had like a mini panic attack. Like you're crazy. There is no way. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, but she recognized that, yes, that change would make a huge difference for me. But the energy to get that change right now, I didn't have. Right. So you can't make that change when you don't have the energy to do a big change like that. You need well, to start is, smaller. Yeah, that is incredibly intuitive. That is beautiful advice. I love that. What? So what did you choose to work work on instead I, of the day? I, yeah, I chose to to work on some just nutritional supplements and kind of really just focus on being more aware of my body. And, and unfortunately I didn't really follow through too much. <laughs> um, and, you know, came back to it after a few years <laughs> and was like, I need to try something again. Um, and that's probably why another reason why I think coaching is so valuable and why I'm doing it is because I spent looking back maybe a decade trying to figure all this stuff out on my own. Mm. Um, because I just had support intermittently and just being able to have somebody who can sit you down and, and continue to support you and say, start, try this first, try that first. I think this might work best for you first. Yeah. You know, and helping you make those habit changes, like making them easy. I mean, I could have fast tracked 10 years of my life, (laughs) (laughs) but it wasn't meant to be. I mean, that was my journey and you know, now I come out on the other end, knowing kind of what people are going through. And I, I really value that. So, yeah, absolutely. Because we take our experience and we get to share that with those people in our coaching program so that, you know, they can perhaps learn from our experiences so they don't have to wait 10 years before they give up dairy to change right. their whole yeah, the whole life and how you feel. Like if you feel really crappy all the time because you have a food sensitivity, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, life sucks from that perspective. Yeah, it's like living right. with a migraine, you know, it's yeah. like, there's a lot of symptoms of dairy that leave us feeling, you know, our, our mucosal membranes get all sideways and, you know, the stuffy nose and watery eyes and bad digestion. And, you know, that's just going to make you feel like crap all over the place. Totally. Mm-hmm. And right. You know, yeah. But you have to have the energy to make a huge shift like that. So you have to start yes. smaller with other things, you know, and then let's, you know, eight years later, after that conversation I had with that naturopath, and I finally just said, I'm going all in, I need to see if I have food sensitivities. And I did, I was ready, I did an all in 30 day sort of focused thing, I felt like a whole new person, I <sighs> chronic pain was gone, my mood and everything was much more stabilized. I mean, and it was like, hey, what do you know? <laughs> but then there's a lot more, there's a lot more to it than that. You know, it's not, I don't think we should, I mean, food sensitivities are huge, but it's also mm. a personalized process. Like that's what I discovered for me is one of the things that is a, that is good for my health is to focus on my, on what foods are good for me and what foods aren't. Oh, absolutely. And just bring coming back to awareness how are we yes. feeling and it's sort of yes. like well how are you feeling when you don't get enough sleep versus when you do right. and how are you feeling when you are eating crap mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you feel when you're not eating crap and it's sort of this yes. experiential exercise where we can then make an you know a well-informed decision about what it is, you know, choose, you know, I know that eating a bowl of ice cream makes me feel like crap, but I want it so bad. 
that I'm going to choose to do that and just don't judge it. Just do it, you know, and tomorrow I'm going to have a bowl of cherries, but today I need the damn ice cream. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Exactly. It's an empowered choice, you know, knowing, especially with food, we complicate it too much, you know, but knowing what foods give us energy and what foods take it away. And then if you know that there's a food that doesn't work well with you, but for, you know, it's, you really would like some, you're taking, making an empowered choice. You're like, mm-hmm. you know, I might feel a little crummy after this bowl of ice cream. So um, that's okay. Cause it's a birthday party. I want some ice cream. It's going to be awesome. It's going to taste really good. And I'm going to celebrate and you know, it'll be all right. <laughs> Absolutely. And you don't have to eat the whole half gallon. Okay. You could have a bowl, right? <laughs> right. True. <laughs> Treat yourself a little bit for sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are amazing ways to start reversing those symptoms of burnout. And we we covered making small manageable shifts mm-hmm. into habit changes, staying hydrated, you know, getting yep. to bed, trying to have a routine where you go to bed at the same time, you know, make use of the professionals that are here to help and support you live your life of passion and purpose, right? So yes. you you mentioned a naturopathic doctor and in a previous episode, I have an interview with Dr. Patty Mullen, where she talks about some of the things that she tells everybody to do. And the health and wellness coaches have incredible, like I personally have two terabytes of information on a backup drive with all the health coaching information that I have to share with people. I don't know about you, right. but <laughs> no, yeah, it's we almost are, like overwhelming how much it, we, it is, we want to share, like, isn't it? It's, it's incredible. And there is so much valuable information we have. I think I have two years of um, professional health and wellness coach training. And I know that you do Mm -hmm. as well, because you have the mastery training and health coach training. And, you know, we're, we're certified health and wellness coaches, health coaches and life coaches. And we have so much information to share with the world and women in particular and women in healthcare in specific, absolutely to help making their life, their health, their wellness a little bit easier. It's just incredible. Do you have anything you want to add to that statement? Um, yeah, just that, yeah, you know, wellness. And I love kind of your topic of your podcast and your coaching is that wellness doesn't have to be difficult. You know, there's so many ways to simplify it, to make it fit the season of your life. Um, it's just about taking those small steps, um, like small, what is it? Small hinges, swing, big doors. I Absolutely. love that. Phrase. Oh, I love that. That's a you quote know? from the Health Coach Institute. It is. Yeah, and it just always it fits with me. Yeah. You know, just um, continuing to, to just try to pursue feeling a little bit better every day. Mm-hmm. And I really think that that is one of the things between when you see people that you look at them like, oh, they're, they're healthy. They've got it together. Those people, you know, it's not as if they haven't run into the same struggles that most people have. Like they probably had stress. They've had family issues. They've had medical issues. All those things happen to everybody. But people that have been able to maintain their wellness, they've just kept shifting and kept trying and getting support and not giving up on themselves. Mm. That's beautiful. Don't give up. Yeah. Don't give you know, up on you. Because, yeah. Because there's so much help out there. There's like, 
Um, I know some of us offer a free consultation or a low cost consultation. That's like 45 to 60 minutes where we can just kind of run over, you know, what's going on with you. What kind of support do you need? Is it health and wellness coaching or do we need to refer you to a nurse practitioner or a naturopath? And, yeah, you know, we're exactly. here to love and support and help you. And we can totally do that for you. So if mm-hmm. somebody wanted to work with you, Karen, where might we find more information about you? Right. Yeah. So. Um... You can check out my website. It's healthyjoyfulnurse.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can email me at Karen at healthyjoyfulnurse.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Karen Doran, D-O-I-R-O-N. And um, I'm, on, I'm on Instagram as well. So you can connect with me anyway. Just shoot me a message and um, you can chat about, like, like you said, I love to have conversations with people. It's just... We, we do this because we love people, right? We like mm. engaging with them and um, having those conversations and that kind of collaborative process is so powerful, especially with a client. You can sit down and chat with them. And by the end, both of you have these ideas that we're like, wow, glad we thought that out. That was great. <laughs> Where did that come from? You know, it's just such a powerful thing. And, and I also love learning about wellness and connecting and collaborating. So I love to, I love to connect people with things that, that I found that make things easy for them. You know, Mm. like I like, I love recipe websites and all that kind of stuff, but I can direct you to one or two that might work for you. You know, I really like to synthesize information um, Mm, and get you where you want to go. Yeah. Um, There is so much information that we have to weed through on Dr. Google, right? (laughs) Right. Right. I know. We don't need more information. We need curated information specific to us. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That that information that says, okay, this is what I this is who I am, this is what I think I need. And then having somebody be able to say, okay, this is just check out these few things or let's start here. Um, can be a huge gift. I know it has been for me with my own coaches because as we coach, we also have our own coaches, right? Because mm-hmm. we know how valuable it is. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, someone, the phrase, one of the phrases I just heard the other day is like, you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle. I love that. <laughs> I just thought that was great. You know, just having that outside support, someone who's completely cheering for you, no matter what, yeah, is huge. Yeah. Do you have a, a special signature program or offering that you'd like to tell us about? Yeah, I do. I have a quite a few programs. I have a, um, a 90 day coaching program called burnt out to on fire, mm. um, where we focus on those critical needle movers for healing burnout and for getting skills to stop the stress cycle for ourselves every yeah. day so that we can kind of manage chronic stress and help to regulate it so that that burnout burnout doesn't happen again and also um really take time to like find out what our superpower is our authentic gifts especially for people in healthcare like where do you feel passionate what are you really good at and make sure we're we're following that again um because i really feel like that is going to just transform things when we have healthcare professionals that are also just feeling supported in their passions mm-hmm. um, and really being able to be whole people when they come to work. 
Oh, absolutely. And I love that preventing burnout from happening again, because I happen mm-hmm. to be familiar quite intimately with yes. the burnout. Unfortunately, cycle. me too. <laughs> it's like, I'm just burned out. I don't want to go to the, I don't want to see another mm-hmm. patient at my medical office. Right. I'm also right. a medical assistant as well. You know, so anyway, wow, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't want to see anyone. Right. And um, then I know, uh oh, you know, and I start snapping and and then like, I do this great, like I run amok in self-care. <laughs> yeah. I love to, I love to just kind of, yeah, have a little humility here because I do run amok in self-care where I have to do, I'm going to do all these great things, you know, <laughs> I'm going right. to hurry up and relax, you know, and then of course I get some healing and then I think I can take on the world again. And then, you know, what yeah. happens in less than three months later, mm-hmm. what am I doing? Okay. Yep. I'm, you know, I can't sleep. My stress is back up. I'm stress eating. I'm, I, you know, I have a little sugar addiction and mm-hmm. it's okay if I'm not consuming sugar, but once I start, it's hard to stop. And then, you oh, know, yeah. I love the prevention part, the healthy routine, like learning a new habit. You talked about gently shifting into healthier habits and those habits that I've worked with my own person, of course, I get coached too. And my coaches taught me habits to keep me from sliding back into that burnout. I think it's so important. So important. And I think you bring up a really good point too about um, boundaries and learning mm. how to say no. Oh, yeah. Um, that's something you need to learn too when you want to prevent, you know, when you want to prevent chronic stress, you want to prevent that burnout. You also need to know where your boundaries are and mm-hmm. and and be able to say, no, I, I'm not going to be doing that right now because you know, you're, you know, you're, you're at your max capacity. Yeah for whatever your investment is. Um, and to keep that balance of harmony, I think is a better word, um, mm-hmm. in your life, there are learning how to say no and really being okay with stepping back from some things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's huge. That's hard for women. <laughs> Super <It hard>. is. <laughs> well, we're caregivers and that's what we, we are. You know, that's what we do. Yeah. And you have four children that you care for mm-hmm. and uh-huh. that same caregiving can, you know, slide into your work environment. I know it does for mine. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm caring for a disabled husband and that caretaking sort of stuff can slide over into my practice. And it's kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. keeping that great professional boundary <laughs> yeah, is just, you know, it's great to keep in front of mind, you know? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, and if, exactly. you know, somebody's like, oh, I really hurt. I, I did something and I need to get in this week. And you know what? I'm already overbooked. Yeah. I need to refer them out. Yes. Or tell them, you know, if it's that bad, I'm going to send you to the ER instead of coming to my office. Right. So it's, you know, really having that boundary and not having to try to fix everyone. Well, they're really hurt. I need to take care of them. And it's like, you know what? No, I don't actually, because they are responsible for them. And I am responsible for me. And that's a beautiful example of a boundary. So true. That's, that is beautiful. You know, knowing kind of respecting other people's autonomy or learning that, you know, they, they can figure this out. And and I have my boundaries and I know if I step over those, it's really going to take away my freedom. It's going to mm-hmm. take away, you know, what I'm trying to work on. Um, and I think those boundaries, like you're saying, when you're working with clients or patients, um, especially in healthcare, you really have to kind of understand that these people have, um, yeah, that people can figure it out. Um, and that can be difficult, like for nurses, for sure, oh, yeah. working with patients one-on-one um, and wanting to maybe fix them and then mm. realizing we're going to, 
well, I'm going to educate you about this. Let's say for medication, these are morning medications. I'm going to educate you about them, why this one's going to benefit you when you're in the hospital. But if you don't want to take it, then, then that's your right. I, mm-hmm. you know, I've educated you. I've talked to you about it. Um, I'm not going to get worked up if you're refusing certain things. And that comes from experience too. When I was a new nurse, it was like, oh my gosh, person isn't turning when they need to. They're going to get bed sores. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. And as I've grown, I'm like, well, I need to educate them. They need to have an informed decision. But also if they don't do something, (laughs) they're their own person. And and I have to step back. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, because sometimes when people won't try one of our suggestions or follow instructions, we can blame ourselves for that. And Mm -hmm. we can, well, my God, what did I do wrong? I must not have explained it good enough because they're not doing it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're here to tell you that's baloney. Right. That's baloney (laughs) because, you know, they are sentient beings and they get to make their own choices. And again, we come Mm -hmm. back to that choice. I love that word. Choose. Mm -hmm. Choose today. Choose, you know, what are you going to get worked up about? that's important to you, that comes from your life purpose and passion, you know what, go ahead and get worked up. But if it's none of your damn business, drop it. Right. <laughs> Leave it, put it down. Yes. yes. <laughs> Don't give out your emotional energy to something that doesn't deserve it. Yes. I love it because you're worth more than that. Value <sighs> yourself highly enough to set a boundary and, and then maintain that boundary. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love this. this has been yeah. an amazing conversation. Karen, yeah. this is awesome. And um, I think uh, for those of you listening, you need to go out. I'm going to post Karen's information okay. along with the information about this episode so that you can see more about what she does. Do you I have any uh, closing thoughts or ideas or statements you'd like to leave us with, Karen? Yeah, well, I just wanted to also um, share that I have a free Facebook group for women, wellness for women in healthcare. Mm. Um, that is just a community that we're building and we just support each other and share stuff. And I do monthly workshops, free live workshops in there um, with resources, just as a way to serve and to connect and to support each other. So that is available mm. for anybody. Oh, that's Facebook. amazing. Let's get that mm-hmm. link up here and I'm going to see you in there. So I want you to follow the link that are listening and join us in that because it is so, so important for us. Yes. I'd love to have you join it. It's a <sighs> the Facebook group. Just search wellness for women in healthcare and I'll give you the link as well, Laura. Okay. And post that. Wellness for women. I'll make a little note here and I will post that with this, um, the information on today's episode so that you can find out more about Karen Doran and all of the wonderful things that she does. She sounds like an amazing, compassionate healer and the world is a better place for her. Oh, thank you. I sure you're appreciate welcome. our conversation and mm. I'm so thankful for what you're doing as well. Um, yes. Thanks just for being present and for encouraging people and doing what you do. Mm, Thank you, Karen. So be sure to check back for more episodes of Health and Wellness Made Easy with Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching. You can find more information out about me at laurajadair.com. Be sure to check back for our next episode. I release episodes about once a week or when I feel like it. (laughs) Until (laughs) next time, my friends, it is so good to see you all. Be so very good to you. You deserve it. (laughs) 